to Best of Friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. We're back this Friday. That's right, I said Friday. I know what day it is. With another episode of 2M Football. As always, Mike is here with myself. Who are you again? No clue. Hey, guys. Yep, he said it. I think that's Matt over there on the line. Maybe. Unless you've gotten a very convincing, I was going to say stunt double, but that's not exactly what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, Mike, don't look up at your screen right now, but I think Taysom Hill just scrambled for like, I don't know, 15 I, yards. You know what? I actually did just see that. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, as you mentioned, we are. This episode is going to release on Friday. We are recording right in the middle of the Thursday night football game between the Saints and the Cowboys. Very aggravating game for me personally from a fantasy perspective so far, uh, but we won't spend too much time getting into that unless Hill scores another touchdown, in which case I will hang up this phone and you can finish the podcast by yourself. <laughs> Fine by me. Oh, Got really? Okay. No. I love the Not confidence. <laughs> There's no confidence. That was all BS. <laughs> kind of like the Cowboys defense. Right. And the run game. Stop it. I'm so mad about Elliot. <laughs> I'm so mad about Tony Pollard. It's fine. The background is I, I really badly need a win in fantasy. I'm I'm six and six going into the uh, final two weeks of the fantasy regular season. And uh, yeah, I have Zeke who is doing nothing in this game as is Pollard too for, for a change. Pollard's been the better looking running back, I have to admit. But I'm not feeling oh. confident this week at all because Rodgers, the Packers are on by, as we'll talk about, and <laughs> yeah. there's no quarterbacks available. So I am flying single quarterback this week. <laughs> In a two-quarterback league, yep, that's rough. I might as well be doing the same with Daniel Jones as my, <laughs> as my second starter. Um, but anyway, enough about that for now. Anyway, <laughs> it's a 2 football podcast here. 2 we... football rambling this week. Yeah. Since we're, yeah, since it is so late in the week, we're going to change things up a little bit. We're not going to do a full week 12 recap since those games might as well have been played a year ago for how uh, relevant they are at this point. Instead of that, we're going to take a quick look at the current playoff picture. And uh, yeah, with just one, two, three, five weeks left. Fingers is accurate. Yeah, right. Um, even though the league added an extra week this season, it still feels like it's going by fast. So anyway, we'll do that really quick before we get into our usual week 13 preview minus the Thursday night game. And then uh, a very special edition of the fantasy corner in which we, we will have for you, for your listening pleasure, the payoff of our second karaoke bet of the season uh, thank God it won't be my voice you hear this time in that segment. 
And uh, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've heard a little sneak preview of the audio, and uh, I got to say, Matt, it sounded good. Seems like you've kept the old vocal cords in uh, in shape over the years since the since your years of being a, a backup singer, you know, background vocalist. Yeah, yeah. Or a rock a little band. rough, love rough around the edges, but they were there. <laughs> I was. It went better than I thought. Um, the audio would have been way better, however. Um, in a moment of silence before we truly dive into this, our computer that had been used since the days of YouTube is currently on life support as I'm trying to keep it alive. Rest in power. <laughs> so for the next at least week or so, this is still being all done on my phone while I try to bring the computer back from the dead. <laughs> so we'll all wish you well on that. But without further ado, let's take a look at the playoff picture as it currently stands post week 12. And uh, let's start over in the AFC, where, uh, if you recall, with the updated format now, there are seven teams from each conference that get into the playoffs instead of six, uh, as has been the case up till last year. And along with that, there's now only one team per conference that gets a first round bye. So only the one seed in each conference gets no a, a week off. Yeah. Instead of two. So in the AFC, Currently, the, the number one seed belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. We're seeing at eight and three, top of the AFC North division. Uh, I don't know. We can we can talk briefly about each of these teams. The Ravens have had kind of a weird year. I feel like they've had a ton of close games. I think they've had three overtime games already that they've gone two and one in those. And uh, they've, I mean, they're coming off of, really disgusting game against Cleveland last week in which Lamar Jackson threw four picks, but they found a way to win. Yeah. I mean, this team was a team that I'd written off multiple times, I think as a pretender because without their running game, uh, Lamar Jackson kind of put the entire team on his shoulders, a defense that didn't feel top of the league. They seem to uh, seem to be bringing it around in a weird way, but they're yeah. winning. And at the end of the day, wins are all that matter. Yep, and speaking of teams turning it around, the number two seed in the AFC is the New England Patriots. I think after a rough start to the season, I, I think they're on a five-game win streak. How how amazing is it that this team, <laughs> post-Tom Brady, was written off for a year of a Cam Newton era? <laughs> right. Um, they went all in on this rookie quarterback, and Belichick and McDaniels deserve a lot of credit. For what they've done here yeah absolutely it's it's not just uh this team riding its defense which has been incredible but mac jones looks like the real deal he looks like the best quarterback out of the the first rounders uh taken this year which is saying a lot given he was the last one to be picked you know between trevor lawrence zach wilson trey lance justin fields um mac jones has looked the best of those, I would say. And a lot of that does have to do with the system he's coming into. The The Patriots are a well-run organization. Bill Belichick knows what he's doing, uh, as does Josh McDaniels um, as the offensive coordinator. So this is an impressive team. And, of course, it took a while to get rolling, given the rookie. And they had uh, – how many free agents did they bring in last year? Like Oh, I don't they, know, like five or six. They revamped – yeah. <laughs> like every single skill position player on their offense is new almost – all the receivers, two tight ends they signed. 
Uh, but it's all coming together, and they have looked really good. They're even ahead of the Bills in their division by by half a game. They're eight and four. The Bills are seven and four. And be, and they're actually going head to head this week, which we will break down in uh, just a few minutes here. The three seed right now in the AFC is the Tennessee Titans, who are also eight and four. Their uh, their season Thank has you know. been yeah, <laughs> things have gotten tougher for them. Lately, first losing Derrick Henry, then losing Julio Jones. Now they've lost A.J. Brown, their other, their main top receiving threat, and even the, a couple other guys on the receiving depth chart. It is dire. They signed and released Adrian Peterson within the last month, who just found a new team up in Seattle. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't understand that one, but that's <laughs> because I don't work in football. It's fine. So the, the Titans, uh, after a really strong start to the season when they – we're just tearing through even the, the best teams in the league. Things have gotten tough for them lately. As I mean, it they're stands, still sticking around, but the joke is like they go like toe-to-toe with some of the toughest teams, and then some of the bottom-tier teams they just absolutely just right. cannot beat. Right. They've, they're, of their four losses, one was to the Jets. One was, one to, was to the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I forget the other two off the top of my head, but. It's been a weird year for them for sure, but they're still two games ahead of the Colts in their division. So um, on track for the playoffs still. The fourth seed right now is the Kansas City Chiefs, who also stumbled out of the gate a little bit, but have sort of turned things around. They're seven and four, uh, top of the AFC West. Uh, And I don't really know. I don't know what to say about them. Mahomes has regained, I would say, his MVP form. Uh, the offense is clicking a lot better. CEH, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the running back, is, is back from injury, and uh, they are getting it back together. Yeah, they're back at it. All right. Now the uh, – oh, no, and then you've got the – sorry, yes. <laughs> Those are the division leaders. And then uh, the rest of the wild card teams are the Bengals, who are 7-4, and four, just one game behind Baltimore and having beaten them head-to-head once this season. Uh, they just came off an impressive stomping. Cincy's of an interesting team because that defense got scary. I just picked them up. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't know. This team clearly needed Joe Burrow. With him going down last year, it did not help their game. Joe Mixon is in oh, yeah. star-studded mm-hmm. form, and that mm-hmm. defense, I think, deserves more credit than it's been given. Yeah, and Jamar Chase, the rookie receiver, has been – an immediate difference maker for them, for Burrow, a former college teammate as well. And, yeah, they're looking like a really interesting kind of dark horse playoff contender right now. Mm-hmm. Also at 7-4, and four, you've got the Bills, who, as we mentioned, are second place in the AFC East. And maybe playing. it's a surprise at that point. The Bills, I thought, were going to be one of the top-tier teams, but they've they've struggled lately. Yeah, well, they looked like it at the beginning of the season. But, yeah, they have also been struggling with with some pretty bad losses. They got blown out by the Colts. Was that last week? No, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks. They beat – oh, yeah, last week they, they beat the Saints on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Josh Allen has had some rough games, and they continue to have no running game, at least from the running backs. Josh Allen remains their best runner of the football and passer. Um, they just actually, and they just lost for Davius White. Their top cornerback is out for the season. So definitely some questions there. And I think we're going to start getting some answers to those questions 
uh, starting quick. this week. Yeah, against New England. It's a really tough challenge. The Chargers, they are the seventh seed right now, sitting at six and five. And uh, they actually, they play the Bengals this week, which is a super interesting AFC matchup. Uh, Chargers have looked really good at times, but uh, Justin Herbert's had a few dud games. And this this defense gets absolutely run over by opposing running backs, which is uh, problematic given what we do have just said about Joe Mixon. So super interesting AFC matchup right there. Definitely. And the Chargers, yeah, are, are the last uh, playoff team at the moment in the AFC. And then, of course, right behind them with the same record, you've got the Raiders, the Broncos, both at six and five. The Colts, at, or yeah, the Colts at six and six. Basically, everyone. If the Chargers lose this game, it shakes up the AFC seven seed spot. Sure. Yep. I think the it's been a revolving door. That's that's what's the fun part about the league adding the seventh spot is that more teams are going to be in contention for the playoffs for longer. You know, giving more incentive for them to to try more. I think. But I think pretty much every team is still alive except for the Jets, the Texans, and the Jaguars. Even Miami, who uh, is on a four-game win streak themselves and, and seem to have regained their defensive form. They just regained their confidence as a team, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's flip over to the NFC then. The number one seed with a 9-2 and two record, you've got the Arizona Cardinals who have been hanging out of that spot despite the fact that Kyler Murray hasn't played in like three weeks. Their top receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, has also been out for most of that time. And That's uh, another Chase, offensive team that's and, banged up and is interesting Chase, to watch. Right, Chase Edmonds too. They're allegedly their leading rusher. But they've been doing it with really strong defense and uh, a lot of depth on the offensive side. James Conner has filled in nicely at running back. And, Colt uh, McCoy. Yeah, Colt McCoy, very, very solid in, in backup duty, which is all you can ask for from, from your backup quarterback. Uh, right on their heels at nine and three, just a game back or half a game back is the, the Green Bay Packers, who actually beat the Cardinals head to head. So if they were to finish with the same record, I think that that tiebreaker would go to Green Bay. Yeah, it would. Uh, they're looking great now that Rodgers is back. Except and, on special teams. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have it all, Mike. We can't. It's just it's not, not going to happen. Okay. Offense looks great, and I've been impressed by their defense. Yeah, nothing that jumps off the paper, but definitely more solid than it has been for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest difference from this this iteration of the Packers, and maybe it goes back to last year, too, ever since Matt LaFleur came in really, but they, they've never had in my memory, you know, we're about 30 years old as, as good and deep of a running back room as they have right now. AJ no. Dillon, it looks awesome. Like obviously the starter is Aaron Jones, but even when he's been out with some time, AJ Dillon, who they spent a high draft pick on last year, he looks like the real deal too. He looks like he could be a starter and a bell cow. Quadzilla, they call him, and that's the thing that's always been missing, even from uh, from the Super Bowl that we we were lucky enough to witness back in 2010, 11. It was James Starks, right, or Ryan Grant, like these guys that kind of came out of nowhere for a stretch run of games, but then kind of faded back into obscurity after that. 
but right. they really have something with this ground game and takes pressures off Rogers and it just makes this a more balanced football team. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely something we haven't had for a while. Uh, the three seed right behind Green Bay are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs. I don't think uh, there's any been, surprise there. No surprise. They've lost a few head scratchers this year too. I've, no one looks like uh, early in the season, I would have said the Rams looked like the best team in the league. I feel like there's no clear front runner at the moment. Everyone has no, lost. everyone's either everyone's banged up in some capacity. Like for the Bucks, it's their secondary. Right. But yeah. even Brady the past couple of weeks has been throwing a lot of more picks than we're used to seeing. Yeah. Well, they just got and for injuries too, they just got Rob Gronkowski back. Uh, they're not going to have Antonio Brown for a while. <laughs> he has been suspended for three games. But that they're another team who have three great receivers. So you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, with and with Gronk. It's not really an issue. Uh, so they're looking good. Fourth seed is the NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys, who are seven and four, pending this Thursday night football result, where they cling to a tenuous 13-10 lead. Honestly, they've looked pretty bad lately. And part of that's injuries. They haven't had their top two weapons in CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. They're both back tonight. Like you said, something is wrong with, I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know if it's Ezekiel Elliott's knee not being healthy. I don't know what it is, but this is this team has not been able to run the football lately. They just, they lost it. Really, I don't know that, but their defense has yeah. been getting like shredded again, too. Like, it tightened up, and now it's like back to giving up big plays down the field, right? They got torched by uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Maybe they just had too much, they were the later game, right? Maybe they just had too big of a turkey uh, Thanksgiving brunch or something that day. I don't know. They're looking pretty good tonight, but then again, it is against the Saints who have no Camara, no Michael Thomas, you know, no real weapons. All they have is Taysom Hill. That's it. If, if he could throw it to himself or hand it off to himself, that's what they would do every play. <laughs> and you know what? Scary enough, it might work. <laughs> so, yeah, despite the Cowboys looking a little shaky of late, there's no one really challenging them in the division right now. Uh, closest is the Washington football team, who we'll get to in just a second. Uh, let's see. Fifth seed is the Rams, who are second place in the nfc west uh there's seven and four i believe they've lost three games in a row is that right and matthew stafford has thrown a pick six in each of those three games yeah it's they, not been pretty he's he's banged up it, yeah they have not looked like the team that came out to whatever it was that seven and one start to the season uh, the defense for all the stars on that defense it just it's not as good as it seems like it should be. It's uh, what's the term? Not it's hold on <laughs> less than the sum of the parts or something like that. I don't know why you're trying to be smart. <laughs> it's, I'm just, I don't know. Stop. I don't know why either. It's, it's too late. But anyway, the Rams are a tricky one and they're banged up. They've got, uh, they lost Robert Woods, of course. Then they signed Odell Beckham. They're an interesting one. They could still turn things around, uh, but I am much less confident about them as a real Super Bowl contender now than I was a month ago. Yeah, that's for sure. 
surprisingly the sixth seed is the San Francisco 49ers right now. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's going to last very long. I tend to agree with that. Uh, it's nice to see them here, though. Gives me some form, some sense of validation. You picked better them. teams than I did, considering one of mine I don't even talk about it anymore. And the Raiders, despite coming out winning, I mean, they lost John Gruden, Derek Carr's iffy, Josh Jacobs can't run the football, the defense gets torched up the middle. Yeah, not, not confident. Well, even the team that you don't talk about anymore, they're only one game back. They're actually tied with the Atlanta for the seventh seed, but we, we still don't have to talk about it. But, yeah, the 49ers have uh, been playing better football lately. They're, they're another one-man team, and it's Debo Samuel who's been doing everything for their offense. Uh, the receiver... Yeah, what's he listed on their roster? Has it just been E for everything? Yeah. You would think so. Technically, I think he's still a receiver, but he's been leading the team in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. I think he's only had, like, one catch each of the past two weeks, but they've been... Yeah, he makes a better running back than a receiver, that's for sure. Right, I and mean, they've been deploying him in interesting ways. Sorry, I'm just watching Tony Pollard run for like a 60-yard touchdown. Um, dude, delay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> oh, hey, look, Tony Pollard. Ooh. Oh, he's going. He's going. He's going, oh. still going, still going. He went home. He's in the car. <laughs> he's waiting to turn out of the parking lot. What was that guy trying to do? 43, Marcus Williams or Pat. Pat Williams, whatever. It looked like he was going to try to push him out of bounds, but he just kind of like waited. He he waited so long to try to do anything. Like all he did do was get in front of him. And even if he cut back inside, that would have been a better attempt. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. Like he's like running in stride with him, but took so long to close that he pushed him into the pylon. Well, hopefully he's too tired now. And they give Zeke a few carries, a few pity carries on the next drive. It's 20 to 10 count, but that was it was a 58-yard run by Tony Pollard. Mike, and he's so with fat. all due respect, one of us has to make it into the playoffs. We could both make it. That's that's an option. <laughs> You're already first place in our division. Okay, anyway. 49ers are the sixth seed, and uh the Washington football team at five and six currently. This is the oh. most exciting team because they've turned a corner in my book. Yeah, they've made a resurgence. They started very slow. The defense is looking better lately. Ironically, after Chase Young went down with an ACL tear, which I don't quite understand, but they've uh, they've they've come around on the offensive side too. Taylor Henneke looks pretty comfortable running that offense, and Antonio Gibson. The running game has been much better lately too. So they have been uh, they're interesting. They're coming off a Monday night game against Seattle where they absolutely just stifled Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And then in the NFC, uh, the guy, the teams closest in the hunt, you've actually got four teams tied at five and six. I guess Washington holds the necessary tiebreaker, but you've also got Minnesota, Atlanta, uh, New Orleans, pending this game, are all five and six as well. And I think right, the Vikings are one of those ones that'll break in and knock the Niners out. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. They, although they did just lose Dalvin Cook, which hurts their offense a little bit. Cousins is just going to have to air it out a little bit more. I don't have a problem with that. He's perfectly capable of it, too. I just saw, actually, I've been saving this notification on my phone all day, so I'd remember to bring it up. Even the Detroit Lions at 0-10-1 and are technically not eliminated from the playoffs yet. (laughs) 
if they win out and a bunch of other stuff happens that breaks their way, they could still make the playoffs. I mean, it won't with happen. With the seventh but... seed, I mean, it's weird that that's true. Technically, I think it would be after this week, right? I think so. I think if they lose again, uh, that, that might be it. I mean, technically, they've never lost it. They haven't lost. They haven't won a game, but they technically didn't have a losing record this season. They haven't lost them all. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> because they did tie in a game. Yep. All right, so that is your snapshot of the playoff picture as of week 12. We're going to take a quick break now and then come back with the week 13 preview. And we're back to a football podcast here. Mike and Matt talking NFL week 13 breakdown. The buys continue with the Panthers, the Browns, the Packers, and the Titans all getting the week off. Is this the last week of buys? I feel like I there's one more. Quite a while. Uh, one more. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, the, oh my <clears> gosh. <throat> did you see that hurdle Taysom Hill just did? Mike. This guy is insane. He's, he's literally a madman. <laughs> Hold on. I'm about to watch it because I just got through telling you about the delay. I will hang up this phone. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. That should not be able to happen. What? <laughs> you see him yeah, jump over? Yeah. Is that the safety? He just completely hurdled him. That's yeah. wild. That's a free safety he just cleared. <laughs> like, and he jumped like, I don't that's know. A pretty, that's a pretty good end. vertical, yeah. And he plants his feet, and he's like got perfect balance to where he just spins and keeps going. Just keeps going, yeah. All right, he's running on like every play now. I would say time for an adjustment, Dan Quinn. Let's go, Mr. Defensive-minded coach. Well, he's a head coach now, so the defense is going to suck, remember? <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, apparently. I mean, that's not a design run. That's a scramble. Don't don't give him that much credit. Yet. I'm just saying, put a spy. It's not that hard. Put Micah Parsons as his personal spy, and that's it. Well, since they can't run the football, I would even be fine with moving uh, Van Der Esch onto the outside, but I don't know how fast sure. Van Der Esch is. Yeah, I don't know. Look, there he goes again. Literally every play is a Taysom Hill run. It makes Look at me... Trevor Simeon. He's like, I'm, I'm a part of this. Yeah, yeah, I'm part of <laughs> I'm here. I'm on the team too, guys. Gosh, this is giving me flashbacks. Really bad ones to like Colin Kaepernick against the Packers in the playoffs. <laughs> And how he ran for like 400 yards that one game against uh, stupid Dom Capers. <laughs> well, because Dom Capers sucked. I don't know what made you think I liked him. He just would not adjust, would not scheme to stop the running quarterback. No, he ran a too high shell safety or too high shell defense every single play, and they just burned him up the middle. This Cowboys Saints game was my third ranked in terms of watchability for the week, by the way. I mean, it's a pretty tight game, but. I think it's about to have the lid cracked open real quick here. Yeah, I think it's been pretty defensive. It, it's looking like, yeah, these defenses are getting tired. Um, but anyway, my top case of Hill, week, nine rushes for 89 yards. Stop it. You know what the worst part is? Is that I spent a bunch of fab money on him in fantasy like a month ago when uh, when he was healthy again, in theory, from his concussion. But no, 
Sean Payton goes with Trevor Simeon for a month. And that guy was terrible. And he still would not start Taysom Hill. And eventually I gave up. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just chalk this one up as a loss. And I dropped him. And then, of course, Sean Payton's like, hey, I've got an idea. How about we make this guy who we just paid somewhere between 40 and $90 million. <laughs> Let's get him involved in our offense. And which is bad enough that he, I'm not going to get those fantasy points, but he was picked up by my opponent this week, Sario, who we have the same record, both battling for a playoff spot, and he's being used against me. That's why I'm extra upset. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't care. That's fine. Nobody cares. I'm amused. I was with you for a few weeks there on the Taysom Hill bandwagon. Like, why isn't this guy starting? And you can see, I mean, Trevor Simeon is literally not capable of the things Taysom Hill is doing right now. All right, Patriots have Bills on Monday night. That's my top game of the week. I'm so happy the game's in prime time. Okay, I'm okay with that. The winner of this game will sit atop the AFC East division. Uh, I'm just fascinated by this. Patriots defense has been so good. Actually, the Bills defense is pretty good too. And uh, yeah, Josh Allen's been a little bit less consistent this year than he was last year. Had a few really tough games in there, like when they lost to Jacksonville nine to six, which seems like something out of bigger a than what it was. Alternate reality, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I should pull up my picks because I do not know. I don't know. What's your take on this game? I think I took um, New England. It's in Buffalo. I feel like I took New England, too. I just did these like an hour and a half ago. That's good. Fresh fresh on your mind. <laughs> nope. Just can't remember what I picked. No, I did pick Dallas to win the night, by the way. I did, too. And they're still up by 10, but uh, fourth quarter's beginning and the Saints are driving. Okay, where are we? Okay, very last game. Yep. New England. Yep, I have them as well. Uh, pretty tight in the in the pick percentages. Forty four percent pick New England, fifty six pick Buffalo. Okay, next up for me, Chargers at Bengals, which we already talked about a little bit. Another very important uh, in terms of playoff implications, important game in the AFC between two games, two teams that are only one game apart in the standings right now. Mm-hmm. I took the uh, Bengals. Yeah, I've been pretty impressed with the Bengals lately. I They're think Joe Mixon's going to run through the Chargers' defense. That's my concern. Yeah, that, that's my concern for the Chargers. Is if and I'm hoping Bengals. the Bengals' defense steps it up. And because the Chargers are going to have to play from behind a little bit more, that's going to force the ball into the air a little bit more. Right. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and orange and blue, they're very close colors. I think Herbert may get a little mixed up. That have, that's been known to happen from time to time. Um, but, yeah, I've got the Bengals, too. I think the strengths and weaknesses of these teams play into the way uh, – they, they favor the way the Bengals want to play this game. And if they they could probably dominate the time of possession with, with Mixon in the run game and play good enough defense to uh, stop the Chargers in their limited possession. Mason so, drops. Yep, I saw that. Suck it. That should be, ne- that should <laughs> be negative. Parsons, hey. Hey, who who started? Who's listening to this live podcast? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's right. I'm talking right into Dan Quinzier here. Are you though? Like, could you tell him that I could use a job? Just whispering sweet nothings. <laughs> I didn't know you were that fan of uh, Dan Quinn. Five things you know. Learn something new every day. So we're both taking the Bengals here. I'm guessing we are in the minority. Oh no, most people are with us. Seventy. Wow, seventy-three percent have picked the Bengals. Yes. I, Agree. Uh, yeah, so third up, I had the Cowboys winning. They, that, with that sack, I think they knocked him out of field goal range. So still a 10-point game. Cowboys got the ball. Time to pound the rock with Zeke. Yeah, that <laughs> give Pollard, Pollard a break. Guy. Pollard must be tired. So from that long touchdown run, <laughs> give him some time off. Uh, I think okay. Pollard's angry. Like, with the way he's been running, if we're being completely, like, no fantasy implications aside, like, he's mad. <laughs> Well, he should be the way they stole that touchdown from him on Thanksgiving. Yeah, not a fan. Next up for me is Broncos at Chiefs. Really? Yes. And but wow. hear me out. Hear me out. So the Broncos have looked really good lately. Remember, they started the season three and oh, then they lost like five in a row. And now they've won a few games in a row again. And and they've been fairly impressive wins. They just beat the Chargers, which I would not have expected. They beat these Cowboys a couple of weeks ago and shut them out through three and a half quarters. I think the defense is coming around. Uh, Bradley Chubb is back in the lineup after missing time from injury. And, and it's a similar thing to the Bengals, right? That when in their wins, the Broncos are able to run the ball and, and play good defense. And they've got two great running backs. Uh, they actually have really good receivers too, but they, they don't ask uh, Teddy B to throw it too much. And I don't have much confidence in this Chiefs defense. I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I think it could, I think it'll be a close game. I don't think they blow them out at all. So that's why I've got it ranked so high. But I am taking the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs as well. Yep. And so do 92% of others. Uh, let's see. The Washington football team take on the Raiders. I feel like this is above Bengals Chargers. Really? This okay. I'd put it a bit on Broncos Chiefs, but I am very excited about Chargers Bengals. These are two teams on the playoff bubble in their respective conferences. Just because I think if Washington can beat the Raiders, that solidifies them in the seventh seed, no matter what happens. Yeah, I mean the Raiders. I never know what to make of them. As soon as you start believing, they, they blow it. They blow easy games. And then when you write them off, they do crazy things like that overtime win over Dallas last week. Well, and like Darren Waller's potentially out. I That's picked true. up Monroe again, so I had to cover my tight end position again. Yep. <laughs> Derek Carr loves his tight ends. He likes his ends tight. Why? <laughs> why are know. you the way that you you'd, are? You'd have to ask him why. It's personal preference, I guess. Michael, focus. Okay. I'm taking Washington. I really like the way they've been running the ball lately with Antonio Gibson, but Henneke can sling it when needed. And uh, yeah, like I, I think I mentioned this, Carr's been a little bit error prone and they're missing weapons. You know, Deshaun Jackson, he's, he's not the answer. I mean, I know he scored a touchdown last week, but I'm not a believer. And if they don't have Waller, that hurts Carr. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the running back, has been banged up. I don't I don't have much faith. I'm taking Washington. 28% agree with both you and me. Really? You too. Nice. We're really starting to agree too much. All right, Ravens at Steelers. 
this would normally be a highly rated game for me, AFC North battle, but the Steelers have just washed up, banged up, rusted up. They've looked so pathetic most of the season uh, that I think the Ravens just blow them out of the water, especially given TJ Watt is on the COVID list and, and could miss this game. If they don't have a pass rush, Lamar Jackson. I think this is going to be one of those games that it's going to start to look like nothing's happening through maybe the first quarter, even the first half, and then it just takes over in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look what – I mean, that's basically what Cincinnati did to them last week. Hey, look, there goes Zeke. Man, he really looks like he can barely run. (laughs) I know. I'm watching the replays on the C.D. Lamb catch. Yeah, he's – Or Michael Gallup. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Yeah, the Bengals. They just they just bludgeoned no, the Ravens. Steelers over and oh. over with the run game last week. And I think the Ravens, uh, not that they have they don't have anyone as good as Joe Mixon, but you know Lamar is looking for a bounce back game after those four picks last week. So uh, I am mm-hmm. taking the Ravens on the road. Absolutely. Cardinals at Bears. Honestly, there's there were a lot of matchups that I am not too thrilled about <laughs> this week. It was tough to rank them. Cardinals at Bears. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be back. He might be. He was injured and out last week, and we got the Andy Dalton experience. It <laughs> looks like that could be the case again. The Cardinals are coming off the bye, hoping to finally get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. It sounds like that will happen. It's the Cardinals all the way. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of anything positive to say about the Bears. <laughs> Darnell Mooney Fields is good. is making strides, but he's not there, and he's out. Yeah, and this Cardinals defense is so good. The Bears have no weapons. Allen Robinson, even when he was healthy, he wasn't doing anything, but he's been out the last few weeks with a hamstring injury. He doesn't look like he's coming back for this game. This, this offensive line for Chicago, they're not going to be able to run against the Cardinals. Right. It's just it's just brutal. There is nothing. I Yeah. Cardinals all the way, like you said. <laughs> 49ers at Seahawks. This is another one that, like, normally this would be a top-tier matchup, but Russell Wilson has looked so bad since coming back from the finger injury. This game I would put up where you had Washington and Raiders. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, and then on the 49ers side, no Debo Samuel. He's been the, their most exciting player and really catalyst for this offense. Still run by Jimmy G, by the way. Uh, I am taking the 49ers, which I feels a little bit nervous. Hawks. Yeah, this could be the game that that they break out of their – well, now they've got Adrian Peterson. Is that why? Is that what swung it for you? You, you know what? That that <laughs> won me over today. I heard that news, and I was like, I got to change it. Understandable. All right, Bucks at Falcons. I am taking the Buccaneers. I don't have anything to say about your, your sleeper team. Sorry. They suck. <laughs> I feel so sorry for Matt Ryan. I do too. The guy's got nobody to throw to, and they're like, win. And he's like, uh. <laughs> nobody to throw you, to. Did you see what Arthur Smith did? Yes, with with Patterson. Yeah, that was all over their Instagram page. He Somebody said, him. why don't you put him on the, why don't you just have him play every position? He's like, fine, I'll do it. So he listed him as a corner. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, and he and- could probably do it. He like he memed himself. This this team has no 
I don't want to say they have no talented players, but <laughs> Cordero Patterson is their best offensive player. And that is saying a lot, given uh, he couldn't even make the cut on the, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Raiders. But here he is. He's their best running back. He's their best receiver. He could probably play defense better than half those guys. <laughs> I think so. Um, but, yeah, the Buccaneers are winning this game. Eagles at Jets. I don't know, man. Zach Wilson came back from injury last week. Looked pretty bad. Threw one of the funniest interceptions I've ever seen. Did you see this play? Go on. He was So Zach Wilson was under pressure. He started to scramble forward towards the middle of the field where he had his running back, like five yards up the field, facing him. His running back sees him starting to run, so he turns to start blocking. At that exact moment, Wilson decides to actually throw it to his running back, who is now facing away from him, bounces off the running back's back and into a linebacker's arms. Great job, Zach. (laughs) It was just the funniest thing. And then the running back turns around with his arms raised, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Anyway, the Jets are bad. But Jalen Hurts is is pretty bad, too. (laughs) Um, Well, he looked good for a while. They came crashing back to earth against the Giants. Was that last week? I'm so confused now because we haven't recorded in like a week and a half. And Not to mention all these teams that are just terrible. It's the Giants. They beat the Saints at one point. And Daniel Jones threw for 400 yards. That remains to be the most mind-blowing thing that's happened this season. (laughs) He he doesn't even break 200 most weeks. How did that happen? (laughs) Anyway, I'm taking the Eagles. I have the Jets. Really? Okay. Okay. I have a feeling it's going to be very much the similar votes from here on out. Colts at Texans. Uh, Colts Take the Brooks Burkhead. Okay. Interesting. Uh, didn't you have David Johnson last week? I did. And he seems to be banged up with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Going with Sexy Rexy. I sexy like Rexy. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Colts. They're not that I bad. The I mean, well. they've been looking pretty good lately. They lost a close game to the Buccaneers last week where they really um, held on to the end. They, they tied it late, had a chance at tying it again and pushing it to overtime, just fell just a little bit short. Uh, they should they should win this game easily. Vikings, Vikings at Lions. Both, we have the starting, both the starting running backs are out for this game. I guess it only matters mostly for fantasy, but no Dalvin Cook, no DeAndre Swift. On the Lions side, no, we don't have. I don't. I mean, we don't really have to say anything about it. Vikings, all the way. Should we look again at the Lions' remaining schedule and see if they're going to win a game? There's still time. <laughs> they're zero and ten. I mean, one. technically, they don't have. They didn't go like undefeated or unwinned because they tied. Their last. Yeah, I mean, their last two games, they lost by two to the Bears. They lost by three to the Browns. They tied the Steelers. I mean, they've been in most of these games. So their remaining opponents, it's starting to look a little dicey. So they've got the Vikings this week. Obviously, we're picking the Vikings to win. They've got the, they're visiting the Broncos next week. I don't see them winning that one. Then they host the Cardinals. 
Hmm. Uh, this is their only chance, I think. Then they're at Atlanta the day after Christmas. I think that's their last chance. Might be their only chance. It might be because after that they're at Seattle and then they finish the season hosting the Packers. They're, they're okay, other hear chance? me out. Okay, go ahead. What if the Lions beat the Cardinals? That would be an upset for the ages. Think about that. Like the last seed in the NFC beating the top seed. <laughs> Who would that game be bigger for? And I and I understand that that would be me and the Lions have won one game in the year. But can you imagine being in the Cardinals locker room? <laughs> or conversely, the Lions locker room? I feel like Dan Campbell knows how to party. <laughs> well, of course, that's the assumption. But you walk in and your head coach looks around at you, and you just lost to a team that had not won a single game all year. And you're the top-seeded team. Well, they might not be I, if that happens. That, that, could, the biggest, that could be the biggest outcome for the Packers who might overtake the top seed with that result. That's the game that I think should be high in the watchability index only because that game is massive to how it could shake up everything. Interesting. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, for now, the uh, we're taking the Vikings to beat the Lions this week. Uh, yes. Jaguars. Oh, go ahead. Yes, you agree? Yes, I agree. All right, Jaguars at Rams. Uh, taking the Rams to finally end their losing streak. I hope, hope so. Hopefully monster games from Cup and SUV Johnson, as I'm calling it. Van Jefferson, get it? Yeah. Okay. Alex, oh. Alex really liked that joke. I'm just saying, he's a real friend. Wow, <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, then the worst matchup of the week, at least for me, Giants at Dolphins. I have zero interest in watching this game, except that Daniel Jones is my fantasy quarterback, so I've been watching way too much Giants football. It's really painful. It might not be Giants Daniel disappointment. Jones. Yeah, very, very good. Until he threw for 400 yards against the Saints. Well, he wasn't on my team yet at that point. That was one of the games I was like, oh, shoot, I got to go get Daniel Jones. Then I did. And... How'd that work out? Well, let's just say it takes him about four games to get 400 yards these days. <laughs> but he strained his neck, apparently, in last week's win over the Eagles. An injury that's somewhat ironic due to his backup being Mike Glennon himself. Noodle neck? Mr. Giraffe, yeah. Uh, so I don't know yet. We don't know yet if it's going to be Daniel Jones or Mike Glennon in this game. I don't think it matters. I'm taking the resurgent Dolphins. Absolutely. Okay. And there you have it. That is the week 13 preview. We're going to take one more quick break and return to talk some fantasy. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner. I gave us a bye week on uh, FanDuel. Okay, that works. <laughs> One less thing to be disappointed about this week. I just loved how last week you were like, all right, can watch a game. No implications whatsoever. I was like, oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> Like, damn you, Matt. I just want to enjoy a game of football without hating myself. <laughs> <laughs> you all over my Thanksgiving dinner. 
That is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> no amount of gravy fi- could fix that. And I tried. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I think I actually just ruined his Thanksgiving. <laughs> actually, Thanksgiving was really weird because uh, first we went, we took the kids to my parents, just as a quick aside. We ate Thanksgiving like lunch there. And then uh, kids played for a bit, whatever. And then they slept from like, 4 till 8 p.m which was which meant i got to watch the entirety of the cowboys raiders game which was awesome uh but then they woke up at eight and they were up till like midnight i forget why i started talking about that just so you know that's what happened to me on thanksgiving how was your thanksgiving quiet full of football nice and aggravation and then i snuck in your house and all of your thanksgiving dinner <laughs> that's right oh yeah so i was eating thanksgiving well i guess i don't know can you call them leftovers if it's in the same day i guess so i was eating thanksgiving leftovers oh Dak, what are you doing marshawn Lattimore just picked off prescott you know where marshawn Lattimore went don't tell me <laughs> just kidding go ahead i already know well then say it did he go to the school that just lost to michigan last week Oh, uh, <laughs> shut up. I don't want to hear about it. You shut your mouth. Okay. Your dirty right. Thanksgiving mouth. <laughs> it's only dirty because of you. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay. Let's just talk about our bet. We had our second karaoke bet of the season from for our second head-to-head matchup. Uh, you beat me earlier on and, and forced me to sing Barbie Girl on the pod if you want to hear that you can go back and listen to the episode titled life in plastic love that which i was pretty proud of yeah (laughs) one of your finer moments thank you thank you i'll give you credit for a cacophony of crap (laughs) that's my personal favorite of our uh, episode titles you can Uh apply that to any given week but it was especially relevant uh, that week (laughs) Anyway, so this, uh, so in week twelve, we went head to head again in fantasy in our redraft league, and I was lucky enough to emerge victorious. And this time, we put it, we left it up to you, the, the listeners, to vote on what to uh, what we should sing, and it ended up being a two way tie between "White and Nerdy" by Weird Al, and "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley. So I, we gave Matt the choice. He chose never going to give you up. Yeah, I wanted to rickroll everybody. <laughs> it's great. I think I'm going to, that'll be the name of this episode. Never going to give you up. And it's it's very relevant to fantasy too. It's like, as mad as I am at all these people on my team for letting me down every week. At the end of the day, they're still my players. I just and want to I, point out too that in both our head-to-head weekly fan duel and our redraft, you beat me by 10 points, which Yeah, they were close but also frustrated. I was stressing for sure. Um, my biggest, your biggest help was my entire wide receiving core absolutely did not do well. <laughs> I'm pulling up the box score again right now, trying to remember what exactly happened to you. Let's see. Darren Waller went out early with an injury. Oh, that's right. Yep. Tyler Boyd put up 2.3 points. Marquise Brown only put up 9.1. Um, Pittman 
against Tampa. They only put up 7.3. Yeah, that was I, a surprise. Pittman's been so good. I flexed in MVS with um, Lazard coming back from injury because, you know, I wanted to pair one of them up with Rodgers. Right. And that – I mean, he didn't never, kill you. He got, he got seven, but, yeah, not what you were hoping. Didn't get the big play that we're used to seeing won a game from MVS. But if you look at my bench, like, I actually played the best players. Oh, yeah. You made all the right decisions. Just didn't work out. And let's see. I have to shout out who, who was actually good on my team. Oh, I got to shout out Cordero Patterson for carrying me. Dallas just recovered the points. I saw that. Oh, Taysom Hill fumble. <laughs> God, you know what? That'd be awesome if they gave the ball to the running back that has 14.9 current fantasy points. How about the one that they're paying like $50 million to or whatever? Get their money's worth? Yeah, that, that's clearly their money worth right there. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, it was a close game. It came down to Marquise Brown, who is another guy who, who can explode for big games, but he didn't didn't come through for you. Without further ado, Matt, never going to give you up. We are no strangers to love. You know the rules, so do I. done matt yep that's it those are those mad skills <laughs> that's how i pay my bills with those skills i'm impressed i was gonna say i thought you did actually never mind wait so what you want to finish that it, uh if i did i'd have to mark this podcast as explicit so no i'll keep it to myself <laughs> i don't i'll text uh, it to you later <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> superstar so yeah you uh, congratulations. Check your, phone. Check your messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I attempt to talk. It's a good thing that's not where my career yes, lies on. That's it. Right. Exactly. So thank you, Matt, for holding up your end of the bargain. I once again, I, I'm a bigger fan of these these bets than our jello bets from last season. Way easier to get this under control. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I are arguably even more fun. And rewarding to listen to. Did they rule that not a fumble or happened? How do the Saints still have the football? I smell some home cooking ref BS. And you know, I smell, you know, that I know the smell of BS from what you left on my plate on Thanksgiving. There you go. I was trying to figure out where you were going with this. And so, yeah, that's it. And uh, I guess just looking at this week, I'm playing Zorio. What's going on right now? It's not good. He has three players in tonight's game, and one of them is Taysom himself. 
Zeke has I... a whopping four points so far. Oh, he just threw a pick. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm going up against Jeremy. We oh, but he has the time. Cowboys defense. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, fine. go ahead. No, you can continue. It's fine. This is all about you. <laughs> this, is, this is my podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, he threw an interception, but he has his the Cowboys defense. So those two points just go straight from Taysom to the Cowboys defense. Actually, that's probably the smartest play to ever make. I guess so. Because you know. As... Sorry. Yeah, geez. Who is texting you? It's not me. It's Alex. <laughs> talking about the game. We're, we're talking about how bad um, Taysom is. Anyway, so I really need a win. We're both six and six, but I'm projected to lose by a lot because my team is terrible. How about you? <laughs> oh yeah, you got going up against Jeremy. Mm. Um, and actually, the box scores projected is one twenty two to one hundred five with me losing. However, looking at his team, he's got Jalen Hurts, Saquon Barkley, Dave Montgomery, Justin Jefferson, Cortland Sutton, Sterling Shepard, Dawson Knox, Kendrick Bourne. Kyler Murray and the Buffalo defense, which I feel pretty good against that. I mean, his, I don't, the only players he has that I'd be worried about are, I guess, Hertz. So he has two good quarterbacks, which is one thing. Hertz and Murray. And I have both, one. They are both questionable, though. And then it's Justin Jefferson, and that's it. <laughs> I feel like you, not to jinx it, but you could be in good shape. I mean, Pollard is putting up points. Cousins is my only quarterback, which is where I struggle this week with uh, the Green right. Bay being on bye week. But I picked up Rex Burkhead, uh, Marquise Brown against Pittsburgh, Michael Pittman against Houston, Tim Patrick against Kansas City, Foster Moreau against Washington, Tyler Boyd against the Chargers, Daryl Williams against Denver, and the Cincy defense. So I don't feel bad. And good call, benching Marquez Calloway, who has zero points through three and a half quarters of football. Yeah, I almost started him. But um, I guess that will be it for us this week. Thank you, Matt, for rescheduling every day since Tuesday. I'm glad we could finally do this. And as always, we will be back with you sometime next week. I'm going to try to guarantee which day. But we'll talk to you then. Enjoy the football. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. 533 left in the fourth. Let's get it, boys. Go Zeke. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron